I love numbers. I mean, I, I'm a numbers guy and I think numbers, they tell the story. It's, it's hard to refute numbers. They give you direct information about the market. It's real in real time, but it just data is, is power. And, and to be able to look at numbers for sales or listings, active listings or average prices or, or, or whatever the case, it just gives you an ability to look at that and say, yes, this is what's going on. They show patterns. You know, I wanted to, when I first started doing this, just would, I would just look at numbers and just try and figure out, you know, how can I package something to show what's going on and analyzing numbers day by day. And so I just started putting together the report. It grew and uh, now it's, you know, it, it takes a bit of work to put it together, but it, it just, to me, I just want to show the numbers. And, and so here's the numbers. Uh, this is how you can interpret the market because you can, you can speak about the market in many ways, uh, but the numbers are the numbers and they, they tell what's going on in the market. To the untrained eye, real estate is the business of shelter, of comfort, of home. But industry insiders know that just behind the curtain resides a world teeming with innovation and disruption and brutal competition. And there, in the midst of it all, stand our industry leaders, the folks with the answers to our million-dollar questions in real estate. I'm Jessica Edgerton. And I'm Billy Ekofo from Leading Real Estate Companies of the World. Let's pull back the curtain. Welcome to Million Dollar Question. On this episode of the Million Dollar Podcast, our guest is Kevin Skipworth of Dexter Realty. Kevin was born and raised in Greater Vancouver, Canada, and has always been passionate about real estate. After earning a bachelor's degree in economics from Simon Fraser University, he joined Dexter Realty and quickly rose to the ranks to become partner and managing broker. Welcome to the podcast, Kevin. Kevin Skipworth, welcome to the Million Dollar Podcast. How are you, man? I'm great, Billy. Thank you very much for having me join in today. We'll really, Listen, really appreciate it. Yeah, we can close 2023 with, without having D. Kevin Skipworth on the podcast. This is the perfect send-off. Yeah, well, it's it's been an interesting <laughs> year, so I'm kind of glad to be closing out 2023, to no, be honest. <laughs> like I like to say, you know, I think sometimes he's, well, not sometimes, you save the best for last. You know, we've worked together, we've been friends for a while, and, and I think you're one of those greatest minds, you know, in Canada uh, when it comes to real estate. Well, one on the world, let's just put it that way, um, when it comes to real estate. Uh, and so having you as a guest is just an honor for me. I think to me, and I don't know that many people know your background, or maybe some people do, uh, but for those who don't know, um, how did you get into real estate? Like, why was the introduction, you know, you've been in, in the industry for a while, so I want to know how, when that started. Well, it uh, started 19 years ago, and I uh, was working uh, in retail, a uh, typical job in high school that turned into a career, and I uh, was managing in a grocery store, and I, I, I Enjoyed that at work, enjoyed working with people, uh, both uh, customers and staff. And, but it just, it was always something that for me, I wanted to do something that I had more control over. You know, we'd bought and sold homes and it was actually a realtor that, that we worked with uh, on a recent purchase. And uh, I said, I'm interested in getting into real estate. And she said, go talk to David Peerless, who's the uh, owner and uh, president of Dexter Realty. And, uh, as soon as you talk to David Peerless, you're hooked. <laughs> That's it. You're sold. <laughs> you're sold. Yeah. 
I uh, talked to him and uh, went through the process and uh, decided that uh, I needed to work for myself and wanted to be in charge of my destiny and to go into real estate. Do you think that's still the same appeal yeah. for the industry for a lot of people? I think so. I think people, you know, you get into this business because you obviously love to work with people. You don't like to work with people. It's probably not the right business, but it's, it's, it's the control over your own destiny. You, you'll get out of it what you put into it. And uh, I was always a hard worker, everything I did. And so I wanted the benefits of my hard work. And so to me being, you know, your, your own business uh, uh, was important to me. And and this industry and profession was something I'd always enjoyed. And I'd been a homeowner since I was 22 years old and, uh, and uh, I enjoyed the process of, of going through it. That first purchase probably wasn't the best one, but uh, hey, if you know, we learn, right? And, uh, and so for me, it just, uh, you know, it, it resonated with me. And uh, my wife at the time said, you should try real estate. Uh, I think you'd really enjoy it. So, so here we are, 18, 19 years later. And you, you're still loving it. You're still loving it. Absolutely. It's, you know, I didn't come into it uh, wanting to be a broker owner. I came into it wanting to sell homes and real estate. And, uh, but I ended up uh, being asked if I would help manage uh, just with my background and uh, in, in what I did before. So it seemed a natural fit. I enjoy helping people and I enjoy working with people. And so it was for me an absolute uh, great uh, opportunity and uh, I just kept moving forward. So I think there's another side of Kevin Skipworth that most people don't know about, or maybe some people do, um, and it has to do with cycling. So you and I got to, you know, I, I discovered it because I think we both um, find owners of Pelotons. Um, I, I'm not as, you know, a, a regular cyclist like you are, but this is something you care about. So I want to hear about this more. Uh, how did that started? Uh, well, it started actually when I was a teenager. I, I used to love just jumping on my bike and I'd just go off riding. Uh, back then I'd, uh, I'd put my Sony Walkman on and uh, <laughs> <laughs> strap it to the bike and uh, I would just take off for hours uh, and start riding and, and all over the place. And then, you know, life took over and I didn't do it as much more got into more mountain biking and stuff, but David Peerless actually back, uh, I don't know, 13, 13 years ago, 14 years ago, uh, I was going through some challenges and life challenges. And, and he said, uh, he was an avid road cyclist and he said, uh, you need to get out on a bike. And, uh, so I did and, uh, never, never looked back. Uh, and, uh, you know, we've done a lot of, of riding as a company, uh, charity, uh, rides. We've supported the cancer, cancer rides, uh, over, the last 14 years, uh, dozens of rides, uh, raising, uh, you know, tons of money to help cancer research, uh, organized rides. And so it's just something that, uh, both as, uh, as a passion and also, uh, something to help and, uh, help those that, uh, aren't able to ride or just to help raise some money. But it's just, for me, it's, I love to get out, uh, and just, it's my time to think, reflect and de decompress. And, uh, and then Two years ago, I got on that Peloton craze and, uh, <laughs> they hooked you. Yeah. I'm a fair weather rider. So, uh, you know, I, I, I wanted to keep it going. And, uh, so I got a Peloton and over 500 rides later, I'm, uh, I'm loving it. Uh, it's not a yeah. closed rack. It's not, uh, 
it doesn't collect dust. Uh, it's it's there and it's used. So, and I enjoy it. It's just been, it's great for me. It helps me. It just helps me de-stress, uh, get my mind uh, a little bit more free. And it's also good for the body. No, it, it, it's, um, like I said, I, I wish I was an avid writer like my wife. Um, she's pretty consistent with it. Um, but I, I do have, I, I agree, like it, it is, some of the rides that I enjoy are like the scenic rides because you, you know, you feel like you're going somewhere, like you're traveling somewhere. Although the classes are pretty cool too. Um, and for us, it came really at the, the time of the pandemic. We were like, well, we're, we're home, you know, oh, no, nobody's going out. What do we need to do and stay active one way or the other? And here we are, you know, um, that was a great option. So moving on to something different. So I know for most people who don't know, you know, Dexter Realty is based out of Vancouver. Uh, we had several, a couple other folks from the same area talking a little bit about the market. Uh, where I'm going to take this is, you know, it, a lot of people talk about what's going on in the real estate market. According to you, there's a bunch of things that are happening. Like, what is the one thing, if you were to think about, like, of the market that most people don't know about Vancouver or BC? The beauty of the city, I think cat's out of the bag uh, and has been for a number of the years. You know, I, I think it's... The secret is out, Kevin. You can't keep it hidden. Yeah. Well, and then I think that kind of leads to, to my thought on it is resiliency of the market. Uh, you know, it is, a, it is a very popular location, both within Canada and abroad. And so the market is very resilient and which is a good thing. And it's also, you know, a detriment too, because it's a, it affects affordability. Uh, you know, we've been through numerous market cycles over the years. Uh, the market continues to, to grow and people enjoy being here. Uh, they want to move here, you know, from across Canada. Uh, you, you talk to people who come here and they're, late teens, early twenties, and they just never leave. They love it here. And people from abroad, you know, for the beauty of the city, the mountains, the, the location, the type of city that it is, that's very multicultural. So it's, it just creates its own kind of unique market in the sense that for people that don't want to stay here, there's many more that will come into their place. And so it keeps the real estate market going, uh, you know, subject to things like we're, we're experiencing now with interest rates and, uh, and, financial uh, difficulties, but uh, it just, it's a very resilient market here and, and doesn't, doesn't tend to have the same issues that many other markets have. So people who like to come to <laughs> Vancouver or BC and they don't like to get out of it. <laughs> Basically. I mean, it's, it's, you know, you, you, you come for the weather and you stay for everything you, else. <laughs> that's it. This is the best trade ever. Like I said, it, it, it's a beautiful area. You know, I, I'm joking with some friends. If I were ever to retire, uh, Whistler is really high on my list for multiple reasons. So, well, there, there, there's just so much close to us here within, you know, Metro Vancouver, Whistler, you know, hour and 40 minutes away, uh, you know, with beautiful scenery in the Okanagan, four hours away. There's, there's just so many different places you can go and, uh, and that you can have the opportunity to experience uh, life in, in British Columbia. No, it, it's, it's fantastic. And so I, I think there's a theme there or maybe underscoring everything you said. I think what I'm also hearing is you saying, hey, come and move here. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Come move here. We can help you with that. Definitely. It's, uh, you know, it, it, it's, yeah, I'm, I, and I know a lot of people 
uh, know that about uh, the area and uh, and it has its challenges too like every city but uh, there's just lots of opportunity and uh, and we you know I feel very lucky to be here and live here and been you know, here my whole life uh, one of the one of the few people that have and it seems uh, there's less and less of us but that's great I mean that's what makes a great city you have people from all walks of life well that's what makes you special Kevin it's like you are the the originals you know from the the grounds talking real estate uh, a little bit so well we're gonna get to that in a minute but one of the things that i appreciate about you kevin is that you're very consistent about communicating what's happening in your market like you have this nice you know and it's, for people who are listening i think you should subscribe to it because it's very well detailed um it's it's a newsletter that you send out about uh, the real estate market and it's pretty data there's enough data to keep you busy on it and I'm, I've never quite seen other people do this kind of newsletter before. Usually it's very, you know, like you, you can you can have information about the, the market, but not as detailed in terms of numbers the way you are. So I want to dive a little bit deeper on this because that's one of the trademarks of Kevin Skipworth. Like why such emphasis on the data? Um, you know, and by extension, why do you think agents should be focusing on that too? Uh, shoot, I love numbers. I mean, I, I'm a numbers guy and, uh, you know, I, I may not be able to tell you what, what, uh, color suit looks good with, uh, <laughs> with a shirt, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a numbers person. I, I think numbers are, they tell the story. It's, it's hard to refute numbers. Uh, they give you direct information about the market, you know, it's real, uh, in real time, but it just data is, is power and, and, to be able to look at numbers for sales or listings, active listings or average prices or, or, or whatever the case, uh, it just gives you an ability to look at that and say, yes, this is what's going on. Uh, they show patterns, you know, they, they just tell a lot. And so, you know, I wanted to, when I first started doing this, uh, you know, I just would, I would just look at numbers and just try and figure out, you know, how can I package something to show what's going on and, and analyzing numbers day by day. And, and so I just started putting together the report. It grew and uh, now it's, you know, it, it takes a bit of work to put it together, but it, it just, to me, I just want to show the numbers and, and provide some commentary. But so here's the numbers. Uh, this is how you can interpret the market uh, because you can, you can speak about the market in many ways, uh, but the numbers are the numbers and they, they tell what's going on in the market. And for, you know, all our realtors, uh, I think it's so important to know what's going on, to have the numbers, uh, because it's the question you're always going to be asked as soon as somebody finds out you're in real estate is what's going on with the market? You know, it, it's the number one question or, or everybody has an opinion and, and you can assist with, uh, you know, with opinions by providing data. And, uh, and so data is just, to me, it's, it's, the, it's the foundation of, of knowing what's going on in a real estate market. But Kevin, so let me play devil's advocate for a moment. There is so, there's a plethora of data in the market, right? Like the consumer can go and, you know, they, they can do their own research, find, you know, articles and, you know, so I guess what I'm saying is, or what I like, what I like to ask a little bit is what should agents really focus on that as a point of differentiation, right? In, in other words, if the consumer can find the same data, like why do you think it's, it's paramount for an agent to not only do what you do, right? Compile everything and try to put 
you know, not try to present a narrative there that the consumer may or may not be familiar with. I think it's just ease of having the data. I mean, it's, it's not to try and find information. I mean, as you said, you know, consumers can go and source out information, but you know, where do you go? Where do you get the specific information? To me, it's just packaging it and making it readily available just to save somebody having to go and do that. And same with, you know, with our agents and, uh, and their clients is, is just here it is. Uh, it's right in front of you. You don't have to spend the time trying to dig all that information out uh, because there's just many different sources. And and I, to me, it's just making it a little bit easier, a little bit more accessible and right in front of you. So I just think it's a process uh, that helps to uh, save time, but also make it a little bit clear as what's out there. And there's a lot of commentary on the market. I mean, everybody, of course, has an opinion on real estate and uh, it's the number one sport here in, uh, in, in Vancouver, you know, so it's, it's important to have some credible facts behind opinions. And for me, that's, uh, that's what I'm trying to do is uh, just put it out there with, with a clear picture and, and then you can interpret it from there and everybody can look at numbers and come up with different ideas as to why the numbers are the numbers. Uh, but uh, they certainly uh, tell a picture when you look over time and, and just look at current current statistics. I, I agree with everything you said. The other portion of it is I don't know that many agents really leverage data or at least use data to try to really tell the, the actual narrative of the market. Everything that I get, you know, uh, probably you and I get a lot of <laughs> marketing from other agents. You know, it's always talks, they always talk about uh, the flashy stuff. Oh, this is a million dollar home or a $5 million home. And here is some recipe to make cookies for the holidays, right? And I think one of the things I appreciate more about your, your approach to it, it's like you're very detailed when it comes to, uh, you know, aggregating the figures and providing really a consistent level of, um, of data that people actually not only can read, but, you know, to some extent leveraged, hopefully make an informed decision about the market. But and so it's a roundabout way of asking, well, what do you think agents don't do the same thing? Uh, I mean, I think it takes a bit of work, probably. Um, and there you is, don't say no, no, work? Yeah. no, <laughs> no. It's a piece of cake. It's just uh, that's right. Yeah, you know, it does take some work to to aggregate information to put it together in a, you know, in the way that I do. But it's 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 just I think sometimes easy to to look more surface information uh, and and time. I mean, how much time you know, do we have when we're in between uh, dealing with clients and properties and, and just trying to, you know, get to that next appointment. So, uh, you know, it, it takes a bit of time to sit down and understand it, but it also takes time to, to, to read through stuff, to investigate further. Uh, you know, this, to me, this provides information, which then opens up, you know, other areas where you can look at and maybe dig deeper. You know, it, it provides Sometimes it provides a landing point to say, now we've got to dig deeper and look at this. You know, why is this happening? Why are these numbers the way they are? It can, it can help to lead to more, uh, more maybe not questions, but uh, avenues for uh, further investigation. So, so yeah, it's, you know, I think it's just time. We're all strapped for time. We're all trying to do a lot of different things. And so if I can provide a little bit more information, which helps to, to provide clarity and, and an overall sense of where we're at, you know, you can make decisions from there or, you know, decide that, yeah, we need to dig a bit deeper. 
looking at how things are in the current market. I think it's a point of differentiation too, right? So when everybody else is sending more or less the same information um, and you're presenting, you know, sort of a different, let's call it package, right? Uh, you piece together a different package. You know, I think it makes you stand out. And one of the ways that it, at least it does for me is I know at some point during the week, you know, I'll get like a very well-detailed, you know, commentary on the market and here's the data, right? So, um, and I think in, in a world where truly in abundance, you know, looking for trusted advisors to actually gather the data, pull it together, and to some extent explain some of the the nuances or the the changes in the number. This is what we need. And so I, I think the industry is, you know, we're shifting towards a, a period in the industry where, you know, the value proposition of every single real estate agent will come to head, you know, and if it hasn't started yet, I think it's, it's going on its way to being there. And so the more we can be astute with our offering, right, and our value proposition, being able to also read and interpret data and make commentaries of it in the, in the way that you do certainly could be, it, you know, a, well, it will be a differentiator in, in the type of industry that, or in the type of market that we're going to find ourselves in the near future. So oh, absolutely. It's, it's, you know, there, there's so much changing, you know, you think about the last three, four years, uh, you know, since, uh, since COVID uh, came upon us and, and, Every year has brought a different set of circumstances, which has affected the market and affected in a big way. Um, you know, we haven't had a normal year. Well, I don't know. I don't know what normal is anymore, but. Uh, well, I can tell you uh, normal <laughs> is what, 60, what is it? 68%, like on the standard deviation, that's right there. It's 68% of the, oh, 64%, I think. Yeah. One yeah, of those yeah. data points. So. Oh, absolutely. I mean, every year, I mean, 2020 would, you know, the, the pandemic, of course, it start massive drop in, in activity. Then you all of a sudden had the significant increase in activity and that 2021 and then 2022, the start of interest rate increases. Uh, and then 2023 has been a, a bit of a mixed bag of everything and, and you know, economic uh, factors uh, that are, that are affecting the market. And so, you know, it's just, you, when you look at the data, you can, you can see how it, these different things affect the market and, and do a little bit of planning about what's 2024 and 2025 going to be like knowing, you know, what is the data shown for the last three years in, in terms of sales or listings or, or, or prices? No, I, 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 like I said, I think there will come a time where it's not going to be just the, the pretty brochure, right? <laughs> It's not going to be the, 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 you know, look, I, I'm not saying that's not needed, you know, or the wonderful photography is not needed. They will still be around to some extent, but it, they, there will come a time where, you know, if we're going to have the badge of trusted advisors in, in real estate, it has to come with some degree of, you know, beyond just the, the, the good looking brochure. There has to be some depth into what we're offering in terms of value proposition, uh, be able to you know, source out different avenues and commentaries on specific trends in the market is one of those conversation pieces that will come, you know, and that will come handy. And so, but now that we're talking about trend, let's shift a little bit into a different trend because you've been involved with the leading RE Global Advisory Board too, right? So for a couple of years, thank you for your service on that, by the way. And I wanted to ask you, you know, I, I know you're pretty familiar with local market trends. So 
Canadian real estate trends. But as a member of the, the, the global advisory board, what is it that you look like if you look at the entire world and say, oh, this is interesting. Like, have you seen some things that kind of raise your eyebrow or piqued your interest in terms of trends? Uh, you know, I, I think the most important thing about, about looking globally is just understanding what others are going through in a market. And, and you know, we, we, we tend to get a little bit singular in our, in our location and think nothing else really, you know, affects us, you know, in our local market, but things happen in different countries that can affect, you know, migration patterns, immigration. Um, so it's, it's important to understand what's going on elsewhere. And, and, you know, as much as, as we look globally and think there's so many differences globally, there are so many similarities and, and you just have to look at, at uh, when, when the pandemic started, I mean, we were all the same, uh, everything, everything was the same. You know, we all reacted the same. It, it was like we became one singular nation. So things, you know, as much as we're, you know, we have our differences, there's so many different, or there's so many similarities that uh, I think it's important to look beyond our local borders uh, to understand, you know, what happens in different regions. You know, I think one of the biggest issues, of course, looking globally is, is climate, what's happening elsewhere in terms of, uh, of climate emergencies and, and, and how we're seeing uh, different, uh, different events uh, unfold. And, and that's will affect real estate going forward. And then people looking at where are they going to locate to, you know, where is the, the optimal uh, location to be. And so uh, it's important to, to think about those things that are going to affect us going forward and, and understand what's going on elsewhere. Um, and the trends are similar in, in many ways from one country to a next. Different processes, of course, different uh, cultures, but there's, there's very many, you know, there's a lot of similarities um, and it creates opportunity, an opportunity to understand that, you know, we're not just a local real estate market, it's a global real estate market. And to be a part of, of leading real estate companies, the world allows you to see that and experience it, but also helps your clients uh, because of that. You know, from a global perspective, real estate is such a, everything affects it. Right. So whether it's the, the climate, interest rates, you know, you know, conflict, it all comes to head when it comes to housing. And so I was like, Kevin looked at my notes because he, uh, he mentioned climate change there, but it, it is true. And then you can't separate those, all those things. Like you can't look at them in a vacuum. And I think that's one of the, the most important things, perhaps the work of the, 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 GA, the global advisory board right now leading RA is to bring all those things into a centralized location and then look at everything and see how it will affect the network going forward. So I don't know when you have the time to do all that, Kevin, because <laughs> you have to manage the brokerage and look at trends that will affect the entire network. Yeah, it's, uh, there's a lot that, uh, that goes through my mind, but it's, it's just, that's why I have the Peloton so I can get on there and, and just spend some time, uh, you know, letting my mind rest uh, more often than not. Know that these th these things start going through my mind while I'm riding, so I just ride faster. But uh, yeah, it's it's a lot to consider, and and you know, you think about what what it was like 40 years ago, and 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 the processes, and 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 the things that we had to consider were so much different, and and now you know what what has to go into so many decisions, and and what has to be considered. I mean, there's just 
it's a different world than it was four years ago. And here in our our region, you know, there's numerous uh, legislation being passed to increase density, to create more housing, to eliminate, uh, not eliminate, but to to try and deal with speculation and, and you know, all, all with the aim of, of improving affordability. Hard to do, uh, you know, and, and it's, it'll always be an issue. It's just, it's supply and demand. And when you don't have enough supply and you have too much demand, that's where prices go and, and supply, you know, at least the conversations around supply are, are much more focused, uh, you know, in understanding that it is supply that's creating the issues. But, you know, when you look at things like climate, it affects costs because of, of you know, things like not getting coffee. It just, you're going to look at, well, how's that going to affect price? And, and, you know, that goes right down to building supplies and, and materials and, and labor. All those things will affect, uh, you know, beyond just, uh, you know, a need for a home. It affects how those homes get built. Yeah. No, it's a, you can divorce. You know, it used to be, you know, people will look at sustainability on, in its own bucket, right? And I think right now, or at least the last couple of years, it became really apparent that, you know, caring for the planet, you can't divorce people out of the equation, <laughs> right? Like it, you have to include people into it, um, right? It, it's, the, it's the people, it's the planet, and then it's, you know, the, the three Ps at some point profit. Um, and so having businesses that answer to all those needs at once is really where the conversation is going. And so to a point that you made earlier, you can really look at the, the industry right now, it just says buying and selling homes, right? It, it's, that's the vacuum piece, like just singularly focused. You have to open the iris a little bit more, right? Okay, we need more housing in the market. <laughs> what would that entail? Like, you know, are we adding more, I don't know, are we taking more trees out? You know, are we going to replant more trees? And, and you know, if that is the case, like, what is the sustainability factor into, into this? And those are not easy decisions, right? So, but that's where real estate is today. I don't think it was the, you know, maybe 15, 20 years ago, I don't think it was the case. And so it requires, I would argue, a different type of agent to look into this now. Which brings me to my million dollar question, Kevin. So here we are. We talked about sustainability and the need of data. What is in your mind the agent of, of the future going to look like? Well, I mean, I think information is going to be so important going forward. It's always been important, but I think more important than ever to understand, you know, what is happening, uh, not just from a market perspective, but from a perspective of how are things changing? How are neighborhoods changing? Understanding, you know, how are things going to be impacted uh, by things like recessions or potential recessions or costs. And, and so I, I think knowledge is going to be so important going forward just to have a perspective of, of how markets are going to react and, and how, you know, how to help your client understand uh, decisions that they're going to make. You know, and, and the challenge is sometimes too much knowledge can create of a panic in people. But I think you have to have some level of understanding to help make decisions or to help people understand that some decisions you just are out of your control um, and that you have to make decisions based on the here and the now. You know, you know, everybody always asks, when's the best time to buy or sell? You know, should I sell right now and buy six months from now? Um, you know, 
lot of times it comes down to your own personal situation. I mean, it's always about what makes your life better, you know, and if we could time markets exactly, uh, well, we would, we would all be, we'd all be millionaires and, uh, and playing the stock market, knowing that we're going to, we're going to uh, sell at the highest point and buy at the lowest point. But, it, you know, you understand some of the data and you can, you can make decisions that help you to help you understand where to go. But I think at the end of the day, it's just as much knowledge as you can have helps people because it, it, it satisfies their need. It satisfies, you know, their ability to, to, you know, from what, you know, they're trying to decipher what's going on. Uh, and it sometimes just calms people down to be able to, to speak to what's going on. And, and it, it's, you know, it's not all as bad as what you read in the paper. It's not, it's not, you know, it, it, the market is, is, you know, it's not going to collapse. It's not going to all of a sudden, five years from now, we're, we're going to be in a totally different scenario. I mean, patterns happen in the market and to understand that helps you to make decisions that are best for you, not panicking about what's going to happen in the market. But at the end of the day, I think really it just comes down to connections and, and real estate is a people business that always will be. You know, it's so important to connect with people, to foster those connections, because that's at the end of the day, that's what we're here for. We're here to help people and you help people by connecting with them, by just being there to to answer their questions and to be the, the go-to resource uh, for real estate. And, uh, and I think we get lost in technology. Sometimes we get lost in, in trying to, to have the latest and greatest uh, device. Uh, when at the end of the day, it's, it's just reaching out to people and that's the, the strength of this business uh, and what we do. I know I, I agree. Well, there's nothing that you say that, that I usually disagree with. So because I'm just biased in, in that way. But I do, I, I, I fully agree with several things that you said. You know, the notion that, you know, uh, you have to be a little bit more savvy when it comes to your understanding of the market. That's something that, you know, the agent definitely of the future needs to be not only aware of, in my opinion, but needs to put that in practice. Um, and yeah, real estate is a people business, you know, you can't robotize and I don't know that that's even a, a word. I'm just going to use it. Relationships, right? So they, they built on connections. Um, they built on genuine interest in someone's well-being. And there's only some, you know, to your point, technology can only afford you to do so much. At some point you have to cross that chasm and actually reach out. How are you doing? Like how things are, you know, um, Technology helps to be more efficient and, and, and I think maybe creates more time to be in front of people and to be, you know, connecting and, and reaching out. It benefits us in, in those ways. I mean, you know, AI is the biggest push right now and, and, and it's not going to take over. It's just going to help us do things uh, that we probably don't have as much time to do and just makes us that much better. Yeah, no, it, it's, it's, that's what needs to happen, right? So as long as you understand that the tech and the, the it, it's just a tool, but really it's, you are the differentiator. Um, and I think, you know, regardless of wherever the industry goes, um, you still are going to be the person that folks will call and will rely upon when it comes to making significant decisions as it pertains to real estate. So. Absolutely. I, I don't, don't disagree at all, Billy. It's, uh, I think that. It's the most important thing that we have is, is, is ourselves and our ability to, to be in front of people and connect with them. Brilliantly said. Kevin, we're at the end of our time. I wish we could continue this conversation, but I'm sure we'll continue uh, at some point um, in person. But I thank you for taking the time to jump on 
the podcast, sharing some of your thoughts. And if people want to compete with you on Peloton, they should look you up and you should crush them. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll all ride together and, uh, and there you go. There yeah, you go. Yeah. Uh, it's not a race. It's just a ride. So uh, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> no, absolutely. I, uh, happy to connect with anybody and yeah, if anybody ever has questions, I'm, I'm here to answer. I, uh, I love talking about the market and, uh, and it's, uh, one of my passions. So brilliant. Well, cheers to you, my friend. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you, Billy, for the chance to, to have the conversation and uh, we'll look forward to many more in the future. 